Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, the Undisputed Era has arrived. You have the 25 days of Christmas. Impact's going to have the 25 days of releases. I send it you to Delicious! Yeah! It's, uh, it's hashtag Alpha versus Omega. Let's just say hashtag aroused. <laughs> no, you're going to step in that ring, and you're going to be looking at me eye to eye, and you're going to realize you ain't got a chance. Thank God we don't have to talk about it anymore. Because she got that cancer out of there. Sean stole my answer. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. Got a broken leg. Some stitches in the eye coming. Spent 2018 on the hospital bed. New Year's Day. Hell of a year. Gotta go get x-rays. Got stitches. He told me not even to take the shoe off. What, like, how am I, am I supposed to go to the hospital in this? Alpha? (laughs) We'll take a look at your ankle. I, I need a minute, dude. Just give me a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the back. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Leeser. Hello and welcome to another great edition of Wrestling of the Max. This is episode 281, part one, folks, and we are excited to be here with you. We, of course, are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you'll go in all your great wrestling podcasts and a lot more. And hey, do us a favor, go hit that subscribe button wherever you can find us and subscribing to Wrestling of the Max or the W2M Network, whatever one you choose, definitely helps us and it helps you. It gets all our podcasts in one nice package for you guys. You never have to come and search for us again. Also, while you're there and while you're doing these things, make sure you hit that rate button. Make sure if Hey, if you want to hit five stars, four stars, I just want you to hit that button. That way we get a chance to know what you think about the show and we also get a chance to get a little bit more exposure 
review too, man. We anything you have to say about us, we just want to hear. So make sure you hit rate and review and do all that. And we appreciate those that have already done that. And hi, also big love to Formula One Mania dot com and Last on Pro Wrestling dot com. Both great supporters of ours. We want to give them some love too. So make sure you do that for us. And uh, one last thing, uh, make sure you also hey let us know what you think about the review shows that we do every week too. We will make sure you go check out SmackDown Live, 205 Live. Of course, me and Paul do Raw every week along with NXT. So I never really promote those a lot on the beginning of these shows, but I want to make sure that people do know we review all these shows every week. So if you're just a primary listener to Wrestling of the Max, we got a lot more content you're not getting to hear if you're not listening to those shows. And tonight, once again, I am here. I am your host, Gary Vaughn, and along with me, Paul Leeser. Hey, And Sean is out tonight. Uh, to be fair, uh, we started this a little later tonight, so I think Sean got busy, or maybe he, he has a uh, Betty Buy again. But you know what? I mean, I, I feel bad. Um, but Sean also had a big assignment. He had to do the college football playoffs. That's right. The championship game was up against Monday Night Raw. And uh, Sean, of course, you know, being the football editor, being the football podcaster he is, he had, of course, watched the national championship game, stayed up pretty late doing it, too. And so uh, it kind of put things uh, in perspective of why he might not be able to be on tonight. But that's okay. He'll probably join us for Thursday's show. Uh, but, yeah, Paul, I'm excited to be here, man. Uh, we've got some really cool news topics to talk about to tonight in Quid Kits. We also got Ring of Honor, their first TV taping that has actually, you know, been played for us on air mm-hmm. for 2018. So a lot of stuff that actually kind of fell out of Final Battle, which is a little old now, but we're finally getting a chance to see some of the fallout from that show. So we got a really, a really I'll be honest with you, a fun show. I'm excited about this one. We've got some cool content. Before we get into all of that, I, I got to mention, you know, we did a big deal uh, this last Thursday night on our show when we talked about Wrestle Kingdom 12 and all the great things that took place there. But following uh, that was New Year's Dash, and we never really got a chance to, to talk about it until you and Sean did a special on that. And uh, I have yet to hear it yet. I'm sorry, I've been busy, but I'm definitely going to check it out. But I just have to say, I did watch it, Paul. I promise you, I did. Oh. And, yeah, and, and it was a lot of fun to watch. There's a lot of big things on that show, and you guys have suggested a few things to watch, and I'm going to go ahead and suggest them to the people out there that you know may not have got to hear the, sh- the show that you and Sean did. I want to promote, listen to that. Uh, but also, make sure you go check out a few of these matches. I mean, it was really fun. Uh, they did some really cool stuff. I Repugni 3K. Mm-hmm. I, I love that whole deal with the young bucks playing off the bad back still. <laughs> that was great. amazing. Oh my God. Great. I know you, Sean probably talked quite a bit about that. I love that. Uh, also, I mean, you weren't lying. You, you, you've warned me. You actually stayed up all night and watched this show. So you yeah. texted me and I didn't see it till the next morning, but I cannot get over how excited I am about Naito <laughs> and Chris Jericho. I don't know what this next hashtag is going to be, um, but it's going to be pretty serious, Paul. It's right now. It's without words of excitement. It's like uh, <laughs> it's it's like when you scream so loud you can't, can't scream at all. Right. I I mean I it's it's got to be way vulgar. Uh, is the only thing I can think of <laughs> because. Uh, I I mean you talk about Jericho, you talk about Naito, and that whole interaction at the end of New Year's Dash. Um, which if you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, but geez, uh, I saw that and immediately I was like, oh man, I got to tell Gary because he 
will not be able to contain himself anytime we bring this up. This is the dream for him, and uh, boy, I, I was kind of hoping for maybe a little more. But yeah, whenever we figure out that new hashtag for us <laughs> in relation to that match, I don't I'm know if we'll be to... able to say it on air. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of the best way to some of the first initial hashtags I had in mind, okay? But I, I'm right there with you. I, I don't know what's really appropriate, because so we try to keep this a little tame. That way, mm-hmm. maybe someone could drive in their car with, you know, maybe a kid in their car and listen to us. Sometimes we fail at that. That's okay. Um, right now, hashtag O-Face was one of them. Well, that's uh, and, yeah, <laughs> and of course, to be honest with you, hashtag created the mind. So, that's <laughs> It's not too vulgar, I think. Maybe we could just, you know, leave it at that, right? <laughs> I think so. I, I like hashtag O-Face, personally. <laughs> we'll stick with that one. I don't know. Some of the other ones I had to say were, I'll be honest, I, I don't want to feel, I think I'd be blushing if I said some of the other things I wanted to say. So, <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I am about that match. And by the way, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about that, too, the fact that Apparently, Jericho and Naito are going to be taking on uh, that match at the Long Beach show this year for at the G1 uh, beginning, right? At the start of the whole G1? Um, I, I didn't know if that had been made officially. That's, that's the talk is that it, might, it could headline the uh, U.S. show in April for uh, Strong Style Evolved over there in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's official either. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. I heard the same rumor. So you don't know how hard it is to contain myself and not try to find a way to California. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about selling out at an arena quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just what a fabulous start to 2018 for New Japan. I mean, two of their biggest shows, or New, New, New Year's Dash is probably not their biggest show, but it, it was definitely a great encore to what Wrestle Kingdom 12 had to offer. I've got to admit that. And I even love the Young Lions, the beginning match. That was a lot of fun to watch, too. Oh, the Young Lions, so. they're, they're, they're just a blast to watch. And, and New Year's Dash just sort of helps get the ball rolling into 2018, um, which is sort of a new thing. This is only the third year that it's really been like a must-watch thing, sort of like uh, Raw after WrestleMania. But, you know, it's, um, it's really, really cool that they did this. And um, we're going to talk about some other stuff that maybe helps get the ball rolling for some other stories throughout the year uh here in quick hits but man uh what i mean you're right it is a heck of a start Russell kingdom was great i love new year's dash it's a really fun show top to bottom and uh if you haven't watched it yet please please out there do yeah definitely and i'm sorry if i spoiled things for you but trust me it's worth a watch these guys spoiled me and i watched it and loved every bit of it so it's not like it's going to ruin it completely for you. Trust me. There's a lot more show that I didn't even get into. And once you do watch it, trust me, you do want to go hear Sean and Paul talk about it. Because they're going to give you some insights that you don't maybe know about or maybe you haven't heard yet or maybe you just haven't thought about. So go check out that. And, of course, check out that great W2M special that those two guys did. It, it, I'm sure it was wonderful. We had, uh, uh, but- we had Harry Broadhurst on that show, too, who is trying to get into New Japan. So you got me and Sean who've been around it for a while and Harry who's – uh, sort of brand new to the whole deal, giving his thoughts too. So it's nice, uh, nice foil there. Yeah, I'm I'm glad about. It. Thank you for saying that because once again, I didn't miss the show, so I am going to check it out with Harry. And uh, I'm going to be like Harry. I really am, Paul. I'm going to do my best. I am going to try to dive into this and get into as much New Japan as I can. Yeah, oh, it's, it's worth it. Let's just see how they cope with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I may need you to hold my hand a few 
comes here. Uh, we'll be singing that Beatles song as we go through 2018. I just <laughs> my hand, okay? Um, but we'll, we'll get through it together. I got you, babe. Uh, but anyway, hey, there's some great news topics like you. Another great one. Just let's just hope it's not Groundhog Day. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> let's talk quick hits, Paul. We've got some great ones. Let's do it. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. Take it away, Gary. All right. Well, let's start off by talking about something that is really kind of interesting for the fact that a lot of people, including us, have been really curious about the future of Daniel Bryan and and what's going to happen, what he's planning on doing. Those kind of things have always kind of come up in conversation, at least on this show and you know, honestly, outside of this show. Mm-hmm. And saying that, WB really doesn't know themselves. They're still up in the air. They have no idea. They've yet to clear him to wrestle. He keeps making the comments that, hey, he still wants to wrestle. So they are at an impasse at the moment. Yet we have to have something take place, right? The future is going to keep going on. And eventually time will run out. Well, mm-hmm. apparently WB has decided that there could be a possibility of turning Daniel Bryan heel. That way, if his contract runs out and he cannot make an agreement, he can go out and you know basically be a bad guy moving on and not being a fan favorite, at least to their eyes, moving forward. It's kind of interesting. I don't know if you really can change people loving Daniel Bryan. I think they're going to do it if you know he slaps somebody in the face or not. Right. Uh, to me, the, if this is anywhere in the realm of a thought that has been bandied about as a reason to turn him heel, then clearly WWE just does not understand modern wrestling audiences these days. Uh, <laughs> if we're talking about the 1980s, 70s, maybe. Uh, recently, hell no. Like People will cheer whoever they want to cheer. They're going to cheer whoever they like. Uh, and especially if Daniel Bryan turns heel... It's going to make sense with the story because he's aligning with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like it's, th- this is one of the wrestling thing, like news things that sort of bothers me too. Is that the, something's happening on screen that you can pretty clearly see, but they start making up other reasons for it. I it, and it, if this is like I said, if this is anywhere true, then WWE is is much much deeper in trouble than we thought. If this is the line of thinking here, because there's no way it's going to hurt them. Yeah, I mean, I, I use a very calm reference to slapping some somebody in the face, but mm. let's just be honest. Daniel Bryan going out there and shiving somebody would probably still get the effect of the fans cheering. Exactly, and, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know, we're so sorry, you know, uh, we lost one of our greatest superstars tonight because of Daniel Bryan, and everybody's like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. We hated that guy uh, anyways. Just, <laughs> yeah. Or Randy Orton. Anyway, anyway. Uh, but uh, the one thing that really interests me in all this is the fact that, like you said, not the 1980s, these kind of storylines don't work out the right way for the fact that ever since the Attitude Era, we're all anti-establishment, we're all anti-hero now. Mm-hmm. If you look at guys in the, the comic book, world paul and you know, we talk about dead being one of the biggest lately um kind of an anti-hero he don't mind killing people right. no problem with it he's just uh you know not really a, a good guy. he's not captain america wolverine he doesn't care about anybody else only cares about doing what he needs to do even if he had to slash through a hundred thousand people to do it. and there's probably a 
goes on and on. But I'm just bringing up the fact that this is pop culture now, and this is who we are as a culture, and, and it shows throughout the wrestling world. But their thought process here, it doesn't make any sense. And maybe it makes them feel better. Maybe they feel better if Daniel Bryan goes out as a heel. That way, when he moves on to the next thing, maybe they can save themselves. Well, at least we tarnish the end for him. Mm-hmm. I, that's the only thing I could think. And it really, it, does it really tarnish? No, it doesn't. It's, it's the joke's on them, I feel like. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on all of that. Like, there's no way anything you could try to do on screen... I mean, short of maybe kicking a baby, uh, and that's been done on WWE TV before, (laughs) so I don't feel like it's out of the realm of possibility, but the guy is so over, you did everything you could to make this guy, and sure, it's unfortunate that he might not be working for you anymore, but, like, there's just, I don't think there's anything they can do to slow down any of his momentum, like, the the dude is sort of made for life, in, in a way. So, I mean, in the long run, I mean, we'll have to continue to follow this. But, you know, like I said, I mean, Daniel Bryan is a guy that I think, you know, going out of the company, bad guy, good guy, you know, gray area guy. I just think really the joke's on WWE, and we'll have to see if they really change their mind on this. I mean, this is once again a rumor. This is something we've read. This is nothing that's concrete. So I don't want people saying, well, you guys said this and it's not the case. No, it's just the fact that this is some of the things coming out right now. And WB is going to try to work it out. I, I don't believe that WB is going to walk away from the table this early. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I really feel like we're going to continue to talk about Daniel Bryan until they finally make that decision. And yes, it's coming up sooner than later. But right now, we just don't know. So this is all speculation. But it's, it's kind of fun to kind of chat about because, you know, WWE sometimes seems so clueless. <laughs> so. Definitely reeks of that, this go-around in this subject, for sure. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something else that maybe they're clueless about or, or maybe they're onto something. But apparently, Dave Meltzer, you know, for the Wrestling Observer, has kind of made some comments and, and brought some things to light. And one of those, and I kind of touched on this, last Thursday, but we're going to actually get into it here. Uh, apparently, WWE's not really all that sold on Bailey anymore. In fact, it seems as they've given up on her completely and just does not seem like that they are prepared to really even use her going forward to do much of anything. Uh, we've even seen her take pinfalls before. We've seen other people take pinfalls like Mickey James, who's kind of brought into the company to do such things. Mm-hmm. Wow, I mean, this is kind of a sad thing. I hate that we're even talking about this, Paul. Um, but I mean, I just, I, in a way, it seems like part of this is on Bailey, but part of this is on WB. I feel like I don't know. I I don't know if I necessarily buy into the story. First of all, she's still pretty prominent uh, on screen as far as being involved in the Absolution feud and all that. So I, you know, I I don't know necessarily if I believe that she she certainly is on the back burner right now, and and it's necessary because uh, we talk about that women's title run she had on Raw and everything after that in the feud with Alexa, and they just completely mishandled her in my opinion. Like they never they never got around to trying to evolve the character or anything like that. They just kept her the same, and she ended up looking silly. Um, so that that's. I think that's the biggest setback, and that's still what I think people are sort of remembering uh, right now, even though, like I said, she is on the back burner in this sort of feud with Absolution. So, you know, giving up might be is a very strong term, 
I, I would say certainly maybe they've pushed plans back or have nothing for her right now. And that's okay. You know, if you, if you give her some time to cool off and give, you know, give it some time and you come back with a really great story for her, I don't imagine there's no reason why she couldn't get herself back over again. I agree. The one thing that I look at this situation as is WB wanted to bring Bailey in like she left NXT. Huge fan favorite. They all the kids love her. She's a big deal when it comes to just getting that cartoony kind of thing going on with the kids and even some of the fans that are older that just love the fact that she's this lovable character. Like us. I mean, let's be honest. We gush and gush about how fun Bailey is and how she's so great. And, and you know, it's just tough when you see someone like that that we've followed for quite a while come in and then all of a sudden kind of disappear, kind of become someone that doesn't matter. And I, I do agree with WWE. It hasn't been the overwhelmingly uh, buy-in for the crowd on this Bailey and I I get it. Maybe it's kind of all in your face, and you don't know what to think at first, and you're just not all on board. Well, if you've never watched NXT, then maybe I get that. Mm-hmm. I really hope your idea of them just kind of pulling her back a little bit, retooling, which I think is a definite. I think they have to do that. It needs to kind of be a process that they do gradually, but not only that, when she does reappear, it needs to be big. Mm-hmm. And if it's not big, they need to pair her up with somebody. And I'm not talking about Sasha Banks. I don't think that even them together really does. I, I think even Sasha's taking a hit. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that this is not just a one-way street. I think we've got multiple factors here. I really want to see Bailey, and this is just me throwing this out there, Paul. I'd love to hear your ideas on how we can get Bailey back on track. My idea is that if I'm looking at this right now and I'm trying to fix it quicker than later, I would love to see her pair up with a legend or somebody that she could kind of do what she did at one point, and that was just be a fan. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're awesome. I love you. I want to be like you. And and it, I, don't, I don't know who it would be at the moment, but somebody. Um, let's just say a Trish Stratus. Let's say Trish Stratus came back for the Royal Rumble, and then she you sign her on for a month just to be there to mentor Bailey or something. I don't know. I just want her to get back to that roots of what she did in NXT, that lovable character. I, I hate to be in, in this vein, but remember how Eugene is, you know, sad, I guess, is that they were kind of poking at mental illness, but... Eugene, you loved him because he was his teddy bear, and you loved to root for him because he had a good heart, and he did all your favorite wrestling moves that they wasn't allowed to do anymore because it was Rock's move, the Stone Cold Steve Austin's move, we had moved on by that point. They've got to find a way to make Bailey lovable again. I I agree with you. I I don't know if you go that far back just because I I really really wonder how much casual audiences would attach to somebody who's just basically fangirling. Um, it, it worked in, in NXT just because it felt so genuine and it felt like just, you know, that everything was sort of a natural extension of learning about the character. She just happened to, you know, be like us. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that still sort of vibes with a more casual audience um, who may just see it in a very different way. Like, oh, she's... She's sucking up, or I don't like this because, you know, she's trying to coattail, or, or, you know, something like that. I think it would have, it'd be really natural, I think, to sort of try to evolve the character, and maybe a different, she could still be a really lovable person, and show that when it comes to ring work, or 
being champion or something like that, that you can go the extra mile and cross that bridge. And I felt like that was the story they were trying to tell with Alexa, and they just screwed up in telling it somehow, which I, I, I still won't understand probably till the day I die, but I, I feel like you, you're going to have to try to turn her and make her more, I don't want to say darker, but you got to give her more of an edge, um, I think, to sort of try to hook on to people again. Because I think you're going to have to do something a little more radical. Uh, than just going back to the barrel again, you know? And I understand that. And, you know, I'm just throwing things out there because I honestly don't really know what to do. I Mm -hmm. really don't. I'm I'm a little lost myself. And the darker image has kind of crossed my mind, and they kind of did that when NXT had her for a while there trying to – I think it was Nia Jax she was taking on. But she had to kind of grasp a darker side of her. And it was kind of fun to see a more aggressive Bailey, who wasn't all flash. He wasn't doing a lot of the, you know, more extravagant things to get the crowd behind her. She was just in attack mode. And I think that would be great here. I think it definitely could be something that would work, especially like I mentioned just a minute ago about anti-heroes, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of fun to see her go into that mode of she's serious and she's ready to take on the world and she's tired of playing games. And then maybe as fans get behind her, she does these things and she can kind of ease back into some of those other aspects that she likes to do of being a love person. But it's just, it scares me because it's something I can't really wrap my mind around. I'm still a big fan of hers. I think she still has a ton to offer. It's just, I got to get the other portion of this audience to understand that and, and to get behind the same thing I'm gotten behind. Mm hmm. I, I, I mean, I don't want to short-tail the current character she has either because it, it, it worked like gangbusters in NXT and it didn't really matter what age you were um, just because you sort of got caught up in, in the fever that she had, uh, not only of being fans of wrestlers, but of just of being uh, a, a very easy baby face to sort of latch onto. And I, I don't know. To me, there, there may have been more of an edge to the character in NXT because she won the title and then she got to defend it for a while and looked strong against some people who kept, uh, you know, kept on coming and bringing a lot of uh, heavy beatings. And she just ended up surviving and making it through every time until, you know, she ran into Asuka. So I don't know. Um, I, I don't really know what to do with her either, but I, I definitely think they're going to have to come up with something because I, I, she has a lot to offer. She's, I think mm-hmm. she's a good mic worker and, um, I mean, her in-ring skills, she's proven, are, are top-notch, too. So, I agree. And, I, and, and like you said, giving up a strong verbiage, I think that, you know, once again, WB may pull the curtain uh, back on her a little bit and maybe expose the fact that, you know, she is a real person, you know, showing her fandom on maybe – they've already done it a little bit on – online on the wb.com but maybe show more about who she is and maybe find some sympathy at that way and then get people back on track who knows but i I just hope that they do well by her she definitely deserves it so absolutely uh let's move on and talk a little bit more about this mixed match challenge and this has been exciting because we've been uh talking a little bit about this and we've been announcing all these new teams that are in play and i'm really really excited about this i mean we are only a week away from this thing starting and it's gonna be so much fun i I just can't wait to see what they do um but we've got some more teams announced that we haven't really talked about yet paul and let's get through a couple or actually a few of these uh first on the dock here the first team that's been announced recently is uh jimmy uso and naomi husband and wife and uh this is a cool team i think 
it fits because we have Lana and Rusev as a team. It's only fair, husband and wife couples, you know. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about that pairing? I, I, uh, this is one of the ones I kind of want to see. I think that even you know they are married and all that. I still think it's a super fun team, right? I mean, they both uh, they sort of have a similar style, even though the Usos do like to to throw hands more than Naomi does. I think there's uh, there's a lot of possibilities for sure for some fun action with these two together. So I kind of hope they go far. Yeah, the same here. I really do. And I think that, you know, they're going to bring a lot of things to the table that people are not going to expect. Nia Jax has got a tag team partner. And no, it is not Enzo Amore. Uh, he was bliss blocked. So we have Apollo Crews teaming up with Nia. I think that could be an interesting dynamic. I, I don't know. Uh, what would you call that? Team uh, undersold? I don't know. <laughs> they both have gotten close, but not really been able to do anything. I don't really know a great name for this. Uh, um, um, no, no, never mind. That's a bad name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is really bad. Uh, <laughs> now, I you know this this could be interesting uh, from a lot of different standpoints, especially if Naya is sort of the power person because we know Apollo can fly around. So. That that could be a really really fun dynamic, and I know we reported that Kurt Angle was supposed to be uh, replacing Enzo. Uh, That's not so. Uh, apparently, it's Paulo Cruz. So maybe I just misread it, and he's going to announce a replacement instead of being the replacement. Yeah, I, I guess that's the case, and I would love to see Kurt Angle, but you know, I it, it, it makes more sense to have an active roster person rather than the GM get involved in all this. So yeah, and I don't think you want him wrestling week in week out for. 12 weeks either yeah that just doesn't fit with what they need to do uh but yeah i mean i'm i'm kind of curious uh, not a terrible team but i, I just kind of wonder uh I, basically on money not wrong we got a couple other teams announced and we have uh i'll, I'll kind of announce this one first uh, alicia fox and gold dust which team goofy uh is what i'll call that one <laughs> i uh i kind of like this pairing a lot too just because they could be weird together and uh that's not only where Goldust really shines, but I think Alicia Fox could find maybe a new Alicia. If this turns out, like, maybe Alicia turns into that masterpiece thing he kept teasing a while ago, that'd be great. Oh, my God. That, you know what? That that would be great. I'd love to see it. He he would call her his uh, starlet, right? Yeah, something like that, you know. And her, her, his golden starlet. I don't know. I just, I could see. And they are so weird that yeah. they could definitely play off each other. Oof, man, I'm getting excited thinking about that. Uh, you know, thinking so, about it, though, it's all been scrapped, right? Because he's been palling around with Cedric, who's babyface. Uh, I was trying not to talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe if Cedric shaves, uh, we'll talk about it. still think his beard's goofy. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about this last team. And I saved this the, the best for last, to be honest with you. The Miz has a tag team partner, as you watched on Raw. It's Asuka. Oh, God. But this is this is my first uh, fan favorite now. I'm, they, they're my tops. What what an oil and water mixture of a team here. Uh, <laughs> I just no. I uh, there's also a lot of, a large part of me that wants to see more of that mismatch play here, where Miz sort of like starts cowering away, and Oscar just runs in and head kicks everybody. I think that could be really fun. <laughs> that could be fun. I just love it because you know he can talk his way out of anything, and she can kick her way out. <laughs> Uh, I mean, okay, maybe they're not my number one favorite. I do love this team. I love, you know, Oscar being a bit. It's also, you know, we, we mentioned last week about Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss, and that's a, that's a tough team too, though. I mean, 
You've got two people, Oscar and Braun Strowman, uh, both involved in this mix match challenge, and you just don't know how can they give one of these teams a loss. That's that's a big question for me. You know, I um, I wonder first of all what viewership's going to be, and uh, two, I really hope this is just sort of a fun thing that's maybe not taken too seriously. Uh, you know, it's just a quick twenty-minute little thing of wrestling. You have some fun. You go about your evening. You know, I, I don't need anything super serious from this and i really hope wwe doesn't really book it that way either even though they're all wrestling for charity um and like we said before i'm assuming they're just going to donate to all of them since this is you know a fixed event but it's uh i just make it like nice and fun not really all that serious i think it'd be great and you're probably right about that you know this is built to be facebook centered you know just something that people can post they can watch it on there Mm -hmm. you know that it's just really something fun so let's just hope they do keep it to that and they don't try to get it too much involved in other storylines right it's it's just fun and i think that makes the most sense so we'll see but i love these names that these pairings have actually been really good i mean I'm, i'm really happy what they've given us so far like I said, I, I am interested in this. I will probably end up watching it. It's just, uh, you know, like I said, if it's not taken too seriously and it's just a bit of fun, I think it'll be perfect. Yeah. So we will be definitely checking that out next week. Mm-hmm. Enzo Amore, once again, uh, was not allowed to be in that Mixed Match Challenge. And, and there's some reasons why, of course, him being sick was a big one. Uh, he had to be taken off the the mixed match challenge primarily for that. You know, they were afraid that, you know, him being around all the other superstars and all that would really cause maybe some other people to get sick. And, you know, he was filming promos for the show and all that kind of stuff, but they just did not want him to be around anyone. So he was taken off. I just, I, I think it's probably the best decision with all that sickness going around. And Enzo is a, great guy and i don't know i mean i think this injury recently we saw on raw i don't know if it's kayfabe or what but mm-hmm. i mean he's having a tough 2018 so far yeah it hasn't been going great for him uh i think the, uh, like i said i agree with you they, i think they made the right call here too enzo uh was sick while they were filming the promos and they wanted to get them all done before a certain date so they could just keep releasing them uh at a steady stream which which makes sense right you're trying to put this together kind of quickly and uh, you don't really, really want to waste a lot of time and all that great stuff. So, I mean, while unfortunate for him, uh, you know, it opens the door for Apollo. And, uh, you know, you don't really have to worry about any of your talent getting the flu and keeping it spreading around. So that's uh, all good news there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, they, they've had to be overcautious for this reason. And, you know, it's for the fact that the entire nation has dealt with this flu. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard on the news or somewhere that the flu has gotten somebody really sick. And, of course, there's been deaths of elderly people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, WWE, a traveling circus, you cannot have that many people in close quarters and have at least one or two be sick. you got to keep everybody quarantined. So, right. it, it is what it is. Uh, let's talk about someone that could be joining up in that circus. Uh, let's talk about Serena Deeb. She could be making her return to WWE. They're apparently interested. Uh, this is great. If you listen to any of our May Young Classic coverage on, on W2M here between uh, myself, Patrick Ketza, and Harry Broadhurst over there wrestling and wrapped, um, we talked a lot about this. I think we even talked about this on the show t- some as well in that Serena Deeb performed very well in that tournament, and keeping her as like a veteran presence around NXT... 
I think would be great if they want to bring her onto the main roster. That's fine too, but uh, she's another really solid hand you can have around, especially with the way you're bringing up a lot of younger talent now in that division. Having a, you know an experienced hand around is certainly very very helpful, and I think Deeb fits the bill perfectly. I agree, and she's been there, she's done that, she knows how that everything works, and at WWE, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been on the big shows, Money Not Raw. She knows you know what's expected of her, and I think she would be a great hand. I'm right there with you. I think what we saw at the May Young Classic was just a peek into what she can still do, and I- I'm really happy that she got over and got past all the demons that have kind of kept her back, and mm-hmm. that's what's really really cool to see. And I hope the best for her. I really do want to see her. It'd be really nice to see her in that Women's Royal Rumble and just make a surprise appearance. I think that'd be a big, big deal. So, uh, Let's jump into this. We saw Monday Night Raw. Miz announced on there that uh, they're going to have a reality show for himself and his wife, Miz and Maurice. And I think it's called Miz and the Misses, right? Isn't that correct, Paul? Miz and Misses. Ms. and Mrs. And this will be on USA Network. It's going to be a reality show for them later this year. I, I can't say that I'm not going to want to watch it. I, I'm probably going to want to watch it. I do not watch Total Divas. I don't watch any of the reality programming that WWE has out there. But that one has me interested. I, I have such a love-hate relationship with reality TV. I might watch a little bit of this because, like, I mean, we're we're all fans of The Miz on this show. Um and later this year, I'm assuming it's going to start filming, um, I guess, now-ish, and then they'll debut it then. But, uh, I mean, if they wait, then they might be around to, to you know, start the show with them having the baby and all that. And then just how how to live while raising a child and being on the road 300-some days a year, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, it is Oof. interesting. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm sure it has an appeal out there to a lot of other people. I just don't know if I'm one of them. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I I guarantee you, I'll probably record the first episode, second episode, and I'll probably find some reason why to to not watch it. Right. <laughs> I you know I'm not going to say that I don't watch reality TV. I I do watch some reality TV, not a lot of it. I don't watch the drama filled stuff. My version of reality TV, Paul, is watching a little couple, little world, mm-hmm. little people, big world, things that are more on the gear towards you know. Uh, I think families and things like that is not geared towards everybody fighting and arguing and just silly stuff, right? I just right. more family oriented shows like that. So, mm-hmm. and I don't watch a lot of them. Like I said, I probably named the two out of three I watch. the The best the, the best reality TV show I think out there is not even on right now. It's called The Little Johnstons. Uh, now that's an awesome show. It's <laughs> It's it's a, a little family, mm-hmm. and uh, the husband and wife always play off sex talk. It, it's just funny. So. <laughs> it sounds like your kind of show, Gary. <laughs> it really is. I'm going to be very honest with you, Dad. You know, I'll give you one line. I love the line that he had. He goes, "Yeah, I'm trying to convince my wife into getting a, uh, or I'm, I'm thinking about uh, getting a tattoo of uh, Florida, so my wife can go." Uh, she can travel down uh, downstate or something like that. I forget it was something really sexual about basically going downstairs. I, no, I can't remember. Not to ask my wife. She loved it too. Which don't tell her I told anybody. She loved that. Uh, but anyway, we're gonna move on to something else. Uh, not reality TV, but yeah, I'm I'm really am happy for Miz. Him and Maurice both. 
they you know have been really entertaining every time we've seen them. So mm-hmm. let's let's get a chance to see what they can do on USA. Uh, but yes, yeah, so th- there's other great news out there though that's going on right now. And what's interesting is the fact that you know amongst all these different quick hits and stuff we've got to talk about, we have to also jump into something that is kind of a, a bummer, and it's something that I, I get, but it still kind of sucks. Um, we've been talking about Neville and what's his status and all that, and it, it, it's definitely apparent he's not coming back to WWE. He is going to be out. And what we're hearing now is that WWE's just forcing him to write his contract out. Once it's done, then he can leave. And, of course, he's going to have to wait those 90 days uh, mm-hmm. before he can actually be on TV uh, for any other company. Wow. And I, I, I honestly, Paul, I don't have the contract in front of me. I don't know how long his contract is. But, man, that, that does suck for him. Yeah, nobody seems to know when exactly his contract expires. Um, so it's just playing the waiting game. Um yeah, this absolutely sucks. Neville's a terrific talent. It seemed like WWE had a lot of high hopes for him, and um, just creative differences, man. Neville, Neville, I think proved that he can be more than cruiserweight champion, and WWE just doesn't see that, or you know, doesn't have room for him right now, or however it's going to work out. But WWE's loss is a ton of other people's gain um, once he hits the scene. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really, you know, exciting when he does get back. I think this guy, you know, he's not going to lose a step. I'm sure he's training like crazy. He's probably got himself ready, but I mean, it, it just it stinks when you hear about someone that has this, you know, timetable and it's not something they can use, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that's just basically a waste of time. And this guy is not he's not old, but he's not exactly young either. So all this time he's spending away from the ring, he's getting paid, but he's probably missing out on tons of opportunities he could be doing right now and things that I think that would make him happy and build his career. And it's just, it sucks. But I think once he does hit the ring of uh, any other company, I don't know which one it'll be, he'll hit the ground running. This guy is super talented. I love him. And he'll probably go back to being Pac and just being that great wrestler he is. I agree so. with you. I agree with you entirely. But yeah, I mean, so, you know, we'll have to continue uh, to wait this thing out. And then, you know, one of these days we'll find out when Neville is actually going to be leaving the company. Uh, But yeah, so let's move on and uh, see what's going on with New Japan World. That's right. We've been wanting to talk about it because we've been really curious to see how Wrestle Kingdom 12, how Alpha versus Omega would really affect uh, New Japan, how it would affect New Japan World and their subscribers. Well, apparently, New Japan has had a lot of success with their subscribe numbers. Uh, the count has been up to 95,000, and it's been an estimated 2,500 have joined uh, in the first two days for Wrestle Kingdom 12. Uh, I, I think you had your comma a little soon there. I think it's 25,000, uh, if I remember reading correctly. Oh, 25,000. I am so sorry. Yeah, you're right. 95,000, but 25,000 was the uh, added into that, right? Right. Before. Yeah, so somewhere around the 70,000 mark beforehand. Which This is great. Uh, even if it is short-term, it's, it's still more money being brought in. Their name obviously got out there to a lot more people who were curious enough to check it out. Whether they stick around or not is uh, is going to be the real kicker here, but that that is a very nice boost. Um, I mean, you think about that around eight something American, uh, that's a lot of money. (laughs) 
That is a lot of money. Uh, see, and at least they can count. I can't. I have no idea how to do that. So, uh, not not my forte, to be honest with you. I'm more of an English major kind of guy. So, uh, but that, this is a big deal, Paul. This mm-hmm. is huge, and you know, this is bringing up some other things. You know, uh, Kadani, of course, you know, is really looking at the success of what's going on there and noticing that Jericho probably did bring a lot of those numbers. I mean, he's a guy that has the WWE name all over him. Uh, he's a big deal. So they're looking into bringing more of these WWE former talents, you know, people that have that on their resume. And, you know, he also wants to do some other things and, you know, mentions needing to to basically, you know, push younger talent, you know, especially younger Japanese talent to do some bigger things. This is really, you know, a, a cool thing to see, though, because of just basically the whole storyline of Wrestle Kingdom 12 was about, you know. Mm-hmm. This is uh, really interesting for the most part because if you're working WWE and you maybe hear this from Kadani at some point, uh, doors open, fellas, is basically what he's saying. Uh, <laughs> you want to come in and help us out and make some money and um, you know see if we can't do something more with you, then let's do it. I think the younger heavyweight Japanese talent bit is very, very important here too, though, because... Uh, we've seen a huge, huge influx uh, of Gajans into into New Japan uh, over the last five years or so, and uh, not really finding a lot of new faces to maybe replace them with when they leave. So, I, I mean, the, the search for younger talent will continue for them, and you could see a lot of it is sort of starting to work out as far as the first wave of, of young Lions coming back and really making uh, a big difference for them. So, um, basically, they're... They have Okada now, and they're already looking for the next ace, is what it looks like after him, which is uh, wonderful, at least from the perspective that they're they're already out there looking. And, uh, I mean, if they can't train him, there's a ton of great talent over in Japan as well that uh, I, I would love to see wrestle for New Japan. So, Yeah. It's a big deal, and it's really exciting to see that this is moving forward the way it is, you know. And like you said, there's so many more talents in Japan that don't work for New Japan, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they've got some people in their backyard they can add to their roster. Uh, WB talent, like we just mentioned, Neville. Maybe Neville's that next big guy for him to make some big money, you know? Who knows? I mean, we talk so, a lot about uh, Dolph Ziggler maybe leaving the company, too. There's There's another one. God, that's a dream for me, Paul. That is a dream. Just to see... Dov Ziggler no longer under Vince's thumb, and then to see him go to New Japan and light the world on fire. Oh. I'd love to see it. I, I think that'd be great for him. I think it'd be great for New Japan. It, it, it's definitely a way to keep getting people um, to pay attention to you, and you just, I mean, you don't want to go too far because you want to stay away from the stigma that Impact eventually got, you know, where it's just, yeah, you leave WWE, you go to Impact. You don't want it to be, you leave WWE, go to New Japan, you know, and mm-hmm. that's... I very much don't think that's the kind of perception you want. Um, so I hope they're aware of that as well. I'm right there with you. You know what would be great is if Ring of Honor kind of helped with this and they signed a few of those talents. And yeah. then, you know, the crossover's still there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not oversaturation. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's exciting to see what's going on in New Japan. Uh, I'm just super excited for them and uh, to see that they've had some great success recently and hopefully they add on to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's great too is the fact that, you know, what's going on over there also means that they have to switch things around and, you know, of course, add those new additions. We saw a recent press conference that Okada introduced a new member to Chaos. 
the new member, Jay Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Wow. He is now a member of Chaos, and he says that he still will want his you know matchup with Okada down the line. Uh, but, yeah, no, not – Definitely not a Bullet Club guy. Of course, you know, we saw at New Year's Dash, he uh, turned that down pretty quick to Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, Chaos, wow. Yeah, this is um, this literally happened while me, Sean, and Harry were doing the special that uh, Gary just mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, so we looked a little silly maybe afterwards. But, you know, it happened during, so we can't really fix it. But uh, Jay White... Adding into chaos, realizing he can't fight Bullet Club alone makes a lot of sense. I really like this extra bit, though, that uh, he doesn't understand why stablemates aren't fighting each other for titles. Um, because that's been a big complaint, and uh, at least for me, I've wanted to see at least Ishii challenge Okada for the championship uh, at some point. Uh, especially since he beat him in the G1 two years ago now. Uh, there's, I think there's a lot of opportunities from this, and even if it's just friendly... Um, it, it, I just, the door needs to be opened. And if this is how they do it, uh, you know, hats off, because I think this would be a real big game changer for them. I, I agree. And this is a big deal. This really is mm-hmm. this because it's, it's not only an exciting moment for chaos and, and for the, the fans of new Japan. Uh, but I think it's an important moment for Jay Wyatt. And I, like you said, it could change the way they do things, you know, him and his presence and the things that he said, could definitely be the marker for us to see, you know, future factions having intermingling of uh, matches and, you know, things like that. So I, I think it's cool, and I'm really happy for him. JY definitely, I, I think this overcomes what we saw at Wrestle Kingdom 12, because big disappointment, I think, for a lot of us fans of Wyatt. Now, we're not so disappointed. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about one last thing here. We've got to talk some Ring of Honor contracts. Well, we're just a couple of them here. Uh, we want to let everybody know that Ring of Honor has actually re-signed the boys. That's right. So they'll be following uh, along with Ring of Honor a little longer. And we also have the Beer City Bruiser. Yeah, that's right. He's still going to be a part of that company. Really cool. One guy we're not right now at the moment going to see, and maybe down the line it'll happen, but who knows? Silas Young, he has not signed with Ring of Honor just yet. His contract has expired. Who knows what's going on with that? I don't know why they haven't already got him inked in. Um, but, yeah, that's a few uh, guys. I'm really, like I said, I'm really happy for the boys. I think the Beer City Bruiser, he's a great talent, um, but uh, really bummed about the Silas Young thing. Yeah, so I mean, mostly these contracts are for U.S. exclusivity as far as TV and uh, other stuff goes uh, for that. It's not saying you can't work other places, um, even though in Silas's case, I think it was more firmed up that way because he had to leave AIW and AAW uh, after signing his contract last year. So uh, it could be more, but that's usually what it's for. Uh, so I, I, I don't know if we see him work both cause there was talk uh, on his Twitter of being in Orlando and maybe doing something because he was bored. Um, so it has some people thinking he might be jumping to impact, which, uh, I don't know if he's heard, but they're trying to move to Canada and he's not Canadian. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like, uh, it's probably just them not being able to hammer out terms yet. Uh, and, and I mean, ring of honor made a ton of money last year so. Maybe Silas just trying to get a little piece of that pie. Because, I, I mean, he's a big part of that success, I feel like. 
I, I agree with you, and I think that's a big part of what he's doing right here. I think you're you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know money's always a big motivator, and I think it's a motivating him because he does know what he's done for Ring of Honor. I think he's realized, and I think that they've realized he's a bigger star than they have once saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you've definitely got a big portion of that ring of honor audience who are definitely checking out solid showing and everything he's doing and i think that they probably will try to make that move now if he is looking more into impact wrestling is very interesting i know he's a real man but uh can he be a real man in that kind of cold <laughs> <laughs> and uh an impression <laughs> I try, and I can't do it. Now you're going to screw me up. But uh, I love Silas Young to death. And if he goes to Impact, we watch Impact. So if he goes, I'm, you know, I'm okay with it. But mm-hmm. I just love his interaction with the guys at Ring of Honor. I love him in the Beer City Bruiser. I just want to continue seeing that work. So who knows? We'll see. But, um, yeah, well, there you go. That is our quick hits for this uh, episode. And, of course, you know, I'm sure on the Friday morning show we'll have some other big news topics to jump into. But for now, uh, we are now going to actually move on and talk about this week's TV taping of Ring of Honor. So let's go ahead and do that now. All right. Uh, so we're we the, we open the show uh, this week with some highlights for Final Battle 2017, which you haven't watched. It's a good show. I, I would recommend you go watch it. Uh, you you also honestly you don't need to watch the main event other than the finish. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of uh, the main event, the winner of that main event, Dalton Castle, comes on down to get his traditional uh, promo in. Uh, that happens at every company, but Ring of Honor calls it one of their own traditions as well. Um, and talks about how he's made a lot of mistakes in his past. He's had a lot of doubters, but he, you know, he proved them all wrong. He proved joining Ring of Honor wasn't a mistake, or you know, staying for that matter, because there was a lot of talk last year that he might be leaving them. And as long as he's the champ, he's going to be a quote megalodon swimming through the damn ocean, Gary. Which I uh, I I love that line. Ancient uh, shark references, definite way to get over. <laughs> oh my god, it, 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 that was too funny. I, I have to admit. I mean, this is what makes Dalton Castle the guy. I love it. Uh, after that line, though, he's interrupted by Jay Lethal, uh, and Castle's really surprised because. They've never really interacted with each other or talked or, or as uh, Dalton puts, Jay's never even sent him a Facebook friendship request, Gary. Like, that, that is unjustifiable. Freaking jerk. <laughs> uh, we all know why Lethal's out here, though. He, he wants a shot at the world title. Uh, he ends up congratulating Dalton as well. And Castle uh, is sort of flabbergasted by his challenge and needs to take a seat. So he sits on one of the boys and then offers the other boy for Jay to sit on. And Jay, uh, he just can't do it. He tries, and he's just not comfortable with it because he finds Dalton to be a, quote, really weird guy. You can't write stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) A really weird guy. Oh, my. Yeah. This whole thing is hilarious. I I got to give. Classic Dalton. It's everything about him, and uh, of course, this is why I love him, and that's why I love this segment. Um, just, just Jay Lethal's face, and uh, he, uh, just the awkwardness about sitting on the boy. Uh, 
I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not only that, I mean, I think it's just kind of a, an extravagant way for him to kind of come out here and cut this promo and just have a great time. That's why I felt he felt very comfortable in this whole atmosphere. And I really think it was great for them to showcase him this way. And it's cool. I, I was totally down with this. I, I love Jay Lethal. Didn't have to be the, the bad guy here. He didn't have to come in and be a jerk. He could just be Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. And they interacted so very well together. So I, I, I was totally on board. This was a lot of fun. I, I agree. I enjoyed this entire promo. Uh, and of course, afterwards you have Punishment Martinez run in and hit the choke slam on him and pose with the title. He won the Survival of the Fittest tournament, which I can't remember if they actually ever announced um, during the last set of tapings before that led into final battle. But he, of course, that means he has a shot at the title somewhere down the line. Uh, I wager he might be his first defense because uh, lethal to me sounds like a pay per view match. But we'll uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also, I, we get three Ring of Honor Club bumps, uh, during this before that lead into commercials. Um, so very heavily hyping this up already, which, which is good. Um, honestly, just because, you know, subscribing, all that, more money for you guys. If it's better, like I said last time, if it's better than, uh, than being a ringside member, then, uh, please, dear God, let it be. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we go backstage to the kingdom. Um, Taven says he's beaten everybody worth beating and they are coming for all the gold. So he brings world titles, six man titles, tag titles. They're all coming the kingdom's way because 2018 is going to be their year. Gary and ring of honor cannot hold them back forever. Boy, howdy. Do I agree with that? Uh, you know, I, I, I agree with it and I hope it's true. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. And, I think the kingdom has a lot to offer Ring of Honor and everyone involved. And heck, I mean, going to New Japan too. I mean, I think these guys can go anywhere and just do a fabulous job. And I think that they're going to bring a new wave of heat that they haven't brought just yet. So we'll have to see how it all shakes out in the end. But I think the the potential we have right in front of us is exciting for the kingdom. I agree. Uh, and this brings us to our first matchup of the evening. Our uh, Ring of Honor TV title on the line as Silas Young defends against Simon Grimm, of all people, who the last time we saw on TV took the pinfall. So I don't know how that gets you a title match, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> I know. This was very much about showing off Silas. Look at all the cool stuff he can do. He can actually do a little bit of lucha. Uh, he can hit hard. Grimm gets in a little, but this this was all about Silas, who wins it with Misery. Yeah, and, you know, I think that this is, you know, not a great for Simon Grimm, for sure, but I think it, at least his face is out there, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a new guy to the company, and he's got to take, uh, I think, his bumps and his lumps and all those things to kind of get himself into the groove, and at least people know who he is. And I think that's what's important here. You knew all the way around that Silas Young was going to win this match. He just knew it. And that's okay. That's good. And I think Silas Young needs to look good, uh, especially being that, you know, TV title holder, and especially for what we'll talk about, you know, pretty soon here. But I, I think this was a decent match. It really just, like you said, it put a big light on Silas Young. And that's great. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and we have some progression here, too. Kenny King comes out in the post-match to no reaction. Like, the crowd doesn't do anything for him. Um, however, 
He's running down Silas. He puts over Philly, all these other things. Uh, finally brings up Final Battle and says that Silas had to basically cheat to get it done, to use a beer bottle whenever he beat, um, even though he went on to beat Punishment clean. He had to go that extra mile to keep Kenny down. So Kenny brings up, you know, he's already signed all the paperwork and done his homework to get his rematch for the championship, but he's ready to fight. He's had a bunch of beer, and uh, he's just ready to go in there, kick some ass, and uh, ends up spitting beer into Silas's face, blinding him, and security runs in to keep him apart. I actually kind of like this. Kenny, Kenny didn't feel like he was trying too hard, which I feel like does happen on the microphone sometimes. To me, this felt very, very just sort of him. Uh, which I, I, I think needs to happen more often. It really was, Kenny. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, you know, adding in, you know, the tough talk, you know, the swearing and all that. I mean, <laughs> I think it just shows his emotion, and that's fine. And I think he does um, a pretty good job of it. But, I mean, I, you know, he's Kenny King. I think really most of his work is done pretty well in the ring. I think he does fine on the mic, but um, it, it's it's – I don't know. I, I was okay with this. I'll say it that way. I wasn't blown out of the water by Kenny King on this one, but I think he did a decent job. Mm-hmm. I, it certainly did sell that the feud is, is sort of about hatred now, too. Like Kenny is not at all a fan of what Silas did to him, and I felt like they came across well here, too. So Yeah, it, it definitely did, and he did his job. I, I don't want to take anything away from mm-hmm. Kenny King. <laughs> he did his job and got the point across, but uh, I just, you know, he's a guy that, you know... It, he, he works hard at it, but uh, sometimes, you know, you kind of are into what he's saying, and sometimes you're just not all the way there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we get some more final battle highlights of Bully Ray's last match. Uh, we get the Women of Honor title announcement again, too, which uh, which I mentioned started on the 20th in Nashville, and I said it wasn't a TV taping. I was wrong. It is. Um, so there is hope that we'll see some of that happen in the coming weeks. But this uh, this brings us to our next match is the Briscoe squash Ryan Nova and Eli Isom from the ROH Dojo. Th- this is I I love heel Briscoes in in the modern age. They're just they're so mean and angry and full of hate and it's 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 beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and you know it really is. It's for the fact that you don't want to f with those guys. Yeah. It don't. I mean, and when they're heels and when they're angry and they're mad, and you, you're just like, "Oof, I'm glad I'm not in that ring with those guys." Mm-hmm. And it makes it special. It means that these guys are not old hat. Because oh, let's be honest, when these guys are sweet or they're nice or they're just you know good old boys, it, it's kind of fun. It's kind of cartoony, but you don't feel like that they matter. Now you know they matter. So this is good. This is really really good. Yeah, and in the post-match, they bring up ending Bully Ray's career, uh, but they're ready to move on and get those tag team titles, so it looks like the Motor Shitty Machine Guns are next up on the hit list, and I don't like their odds, Gary. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I think they may want to spend some extra time in Detroit and just leave the titles wherever they may be. Uh, we cut backstage to see Silas in the Beer City Bruiser. Um Bruiser's confident that Silas can handle anything Kenny King's going to bring at him. Uh, and he wants to be a tag team champion. And he's got a guy in mind since Silas clearly has other things on his plate. And Silas says, you know what, Bruiser, you have my blessing. And I, this is such smart booking. I really wish we would see this in more promotions where you have a guy find single, single success and his tag partner sort of left in the wind. 
I, I mean, this is just, uh, I, I dig this so much. I thought this was cool. It just makes too much sense to be wrestling. Right. <laughs> That's exactly it, Gary. <laughs> it just does. And, uh, no, I'm right there with you. This is the thing that, that my God, I mean, have, did we really have to take this long to do this? I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Uh, and I'm so glad it is Silas Young that's involved in it. That, that, that you know, so I, I think it's great. It really, really is great. And I'm really kind of curious who that tag partner is going to be for the Beer City Bruiser. I, I can't wait to find out. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's, uh, I think it's a really, really good idea because uh, we've seen the Bruiser work well in tag work. So I, I think that's mm-hmm. a great way to use them. Uh, we cut to the Hung Bucks, who are all pissed off about the addictions attack on them at Final Battle. Uh, which we get highlights of here. We learn that uh, Scorpio Sky and the Addictions, uh, the Addiction, wow, uh, called themselves SoCal Uncensored, which is a, uh, I, I don't know if they're still in business, but they used to review Southern California wrestling shows uh, online. Uh, so that was a nice little shout out to those guys there. Paige, however, is all pissed off and ready to spill their brains on the floor for the attack. So doesn't take much to get Adam Page pissed off, Gary. No, it doesn't. And, you know, another guy that. Oof, you know, if he when he gets upset, you know, you want to watch out. But I think it's going to be kind of fun uh, to kind of see how that all in, unfolds and uh, to see, you know, how far, you know, they really do go. Because this could be, you know, a pretty rough feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this brings us to our main event as Flip Gordon takes on the villain Marty Scroll, And we open with a old school picture and picture promo, which I don't recall Ring of Honor ever doing before. Uh, and he's not really mad about losing a final battle, and he's proud of what Jay did to win, and he takes credit for getting him that far and for giving him the confidence to challenge for the world title, and he wants a world title match too, which Marty Scroll versus Dalton Castle, sign me up. That, that's that's money, and I can't wait to see that. For this match, however, uh, Flip gets in a whole ton of stuff, Really has Marty on the ropes throughout the match, but it's just not enough. He ends up falling to the Ghostbuster. Uh, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Flipping these matches with the Bullet Club really does get to shine. It's clear that they have, you know, big aspirations for this guy. And as far as the ring work goes, it's really hard to disagree with him because he, he fits the bill of what people are looking for today. Oh, you're exactly right. And this is a guy that he really honestly... I, I just I look at it and I say if he doesn't have some big moments, you know, uh, when it comes to titles or something like that in his future, mm-hmm. there's something wrong. Uh, because I think you know either, whether it's going for a title or winning titles or doing big things in 2018, I, I, I just I see it. It's got to come. And I'm not saying he's going to win the Ring of Honor Championship. I'm just saying you know, you know, go out there and win a tag title or win a uh, you know even the TV title. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But this guy is too valuable, too important, and not only that, I think, boy, it's going to be hard for me also not to see by next year. This guy may be the biggest baby face that they have. He, he could be. I I just I love what he has to offer. Um. And I, to be honest with you, this whole thing with the Bullet Club has really helped. You're right. This has been something because of the foil that they've been to him. And, you know, we see it again. Marty Scroll. he does everything he can to beat Marty. And, you know, he puts part of Marty right there on the edge, but he still cannot win. Mm-hmm. So this is a big deal. It's a big feud. And I, I think it's cool. I, I think uh, we're, we're, they're onto something here. I, I just I can't get over how great this young guy is, though. Man, he, he is just top-notch right now in Ring of Honor. 
Absolutely. This is a great match, too. So if you guys fight TV uh, or fight.tv on the interwebs or their app, go watch this episode for that main event. It is absolutely worth it. It's a really great match. Yeah, definitely. I can't get over how much fun this guy is to watch. So yeah. Paul is exactly right. Go find him. I, I just wanted to get on my high horse right now. I am angry at my local television station that Sinclair, I guess, owns. Because they, they don't have Ring of Honor on right now for some reason. They sure and, a little pissed off about that. I'm, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about writing them uh, in old man fashion. I'm gonna get on there. I may even send them a letter in the mail. Oh man! Yeah, you gotta watch out. I'm I'm really pissed off right now. <laughs> Beer City Bruiser might as well have me as his tag partner because right now I I'll, I'll fight any man. To spoilers. Get back yeah. So. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Could you see me in the ring, Beer City Bruiser? <laughs> He's like, Are you? He goes, Okay, kid. Are you ready? I'm like. Well, I may not be a real man, but I can give you a beer. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, well, we'll have to see. Uh, but yes, Ring of Honor. I can't wait till we get it next week, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have some big things coming your way in 2018, I'm sure, with that promotion. So we'll be talking more about that on next Tuesday morning show. You don't want to miss that. So you don't want to miss the minute of the other action we got coming your way this Friday morning. We have to talk some Impact Wrestling. We're going to get into some more quick hits that you're not going to want to miss out on, and a lot more. That is going to be a big show. That'll be part two to be looking forward to and hey if you want to come check out all of the other great content uh of course me and paul did a raw review a lot of fun there uh harry and liz and of course uh everyone involved in wrestling of the max usually tries our best to give you some other great reviews we've got smackdown live we got 205 live reviews coming your way uh and also don't forget the nxt review can't wait to jump into that too that'll be the first nxt of 2018 that's going to be so much fun to get into as well. Uh, so big shows coming. Uh, make sure you go check out all the other great content at W2Mnet.com. That's right. Not only do you get these wrestling programs, we'll get ton more wrestling programs to listen to. So go over there and, hey, make sure you go ahead and check out all the other shows because we do video games. Of course, we got the sports, and we also have entertainment. So lots of great stuff there. If you want to find us through your podcast networks, wherever you want to go, then that means you need to go to the W2M Network or just rest under the max to come find us and subscribe, rate, and review. You'll get everything you want in one nice place, and you'll get a chance to check out every single thing we do. And, hey, make sure you give big love to 411mania.com and lastwordonprowrestling.com. They do a lot for us when it comes to support, and we want to support them. We thank them for sure. Uh, but, yeah, and that's, that's our show, Paul. Uh, it just seems uh, like it flew by, but we are done. Uh, excited about next uh thursday night or friday morning show we're gonna get into some cool content so there you go and uh hopefully we'll have sean on uh and then yeah we'll have uh, everybody back together hopefully so let's get ready to do it so until then guys we will catch you guys down the road have a good one guys Previous podcast is a W2Mnet.com original podcast. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.